0: Welcome back to the In The Lead show. My name is Jennifer Sang, and this is episode number 16. For anybody who's listening, I just want to stop and do a quick pause and say thank you for listening. Um, we've, With the show, I've been able to reach over 15 different countries across the world. We've had many thousands of downloads already to the episodes through the first 15 that have been released. So... Just wanted to say a special thank you to anybody out there who's listening and who has taken anything away from this show or this podcast and what maybe that has brought to your life. Um, if you're new to the show, I wanted to do a quick introduction. My name is Jennifer Sang, and I am an executive leadership coach. I'm certified through the ICF, and I'm really passionate about bringing leadership skills true leadership skills to everyday people. And what does that mean? To me, leadership means how well do you have the ability to regulate and manage and even govern yourself? Because I believe that at the core, leadership is about how we can impact ourselves first. I think we often think of people in leadership positions as Managing other people, managing large organizations, managing large budgets, but you can't really do that effectively until you have practices in place to be able to manage yourself really, really well. You're not going to be able to extend that out to others until you can first extend that to yourself. So I'm a big believer in how can we make a bigger impact on ourselves and discover more and understand more about ourselves. So that we can be better leaders, and whatever capacity that that means—whether we're a parent, or a teacher, or an executive at a large company, or you know maybe we work in a fast food restaurant—I mean wherever it is, you can be a really great, effective leader. It just is a matter of how do you manage and govern yourself, and regulate your own emotions, and create space so that you can make better choices that are more aligned with the type of person that you want to be. I don't know if you were able to catch the last episode, I believe it was episode number 14 with my therapist, Susan Aiken, but we had a really great discussion around just that. Like how do you start identifying and understanding yourself and understanding what your own internal system and way of thinking looks like? And can you connect with that? And can you develop That deeper understanding and some of that compassion and that friendlier way of being towards all of these different parts of yourself to be a better leader, to be a better partner, to be a better just human being. And again, whatever you're aligned to, whatever your compass tells you, whatever your purpose is in this world, how can you have a better understanding of yourself so that then you can see those things? You can start to hear the difference in the conversations that you have with people. You can start taking more pauses intentionally before just reacting and before just getting swept away into being triggered. So with this podcast, I hope to give you different perspectives and different tools that you can take away and use in your everyday life to help you become the leader that you've always wanted to be. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about legacy leadership. And I'm aligning this uh, conversation today with a topic that we're going to have on leaders chat, which is on Twitter. It's a conversation that I co-facilitate every Wednesday at five o'clock Pacific. So if you go to Twitter and you type in hashtag leaders chat, you'll find the conversation and definitely encourage anybody who's listening to join Join in on the conversation, but this week we want to talk about legacy leadership, and I I was hoping to use the podcast to kind of give you a little bit of a double click into the conversation because you can only fit so many words, right, on a 200-character tweet or whatever it is. Um, So I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive into what does legacy leadership mean to me and what are some of the questions that we're going to be asking the folks on Wednesday um this will come out the day after but it will give you a good kind of insight into what the conversations are typically like every wednesday so if you're interested in joining again go to twitter and type in the hashtag leaders chat and you can see the conversation for yourself lastly if you want to connect with me if you are interested in coaching Or if you want to have a conversation, if you want to be a part of this podcast, you can reach out to me through my website, coachwithinsight.com, and you can connect with me there. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, all the the social media places, Um, but you could probably get to it from there, um, from my website. Also, I post all of these recordings on YouTube as well, so you can check out my YouTube channel in the lead, and we can connect there as well. So welcome to the show. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to switch up the format. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit different today. Typically I either do a conversation with another person and we talk about um, a specific topic. And at times I'll even do a solo show where I'll just kind of give my thoughts on a topic. But I wanted to, again, do a double click into the leaders chat topic for this week, which is all around the legacy of leadership. So I want to go through some of the questions that we'll be asking on the conversation on Wednesday at five o'clock Pacific. And I'll give you my kind of thoughts and perspectives on that a little bit more again than that 200 character tweet that I can, you know, use to answer these questions. So hopefully this is a little bit of a double click, but so the first question is legacy of leadership is what? And I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, since we wrote the questions, um, and, I, you know, legacy to me has always kind of had this, this, I don't know how to put it. It it feels like I, I look at legacy probably a little bit different than most people. Um, I think a lot of people look at legacy is about, you know, what do we want people to remember? Am I going to put, you know, am I going to have books written or am I going to be, you know, spoken about or talked about after, you know, I'm I'm I leave the planet and for me legacy I feel like is a living breathing thing every single day. So my legacy is how do I want to be remembered while I'm still alive? When how do I want to impact people while I'm still here and while I'm still in you know the different capacities that I have um you know I'm, I'm an executive coach, a leadership coach, I'm also I have a 9 to 5 job at a tech company. Um, you know, I have a lot of things going on in my life where I'm, I'm constantly interacting with people and constantly, you know, having to step into leadership roles. So for me, it's about my legacy is I want it to be how I'm remembered and impacting people every single day while I'm here. So for me, it's about going back again to that self-regulation, self-management is what are some things that I can do to have kind of this living legacy that when people think about me or people think about their interactions with me they have a a positive you know reaction they have a positive experience right they smile they they want to work with me um and that's something that is an intention that i set out actually for myself for this year was to help bring more calm to people that i interact with so um that's something that for me feels like a legacy is like i want people to have those experiences and interactions with me on a daily basis and I want to impact them in some way so I try to bring that calming energy that 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 grounded energy that comes from all the work that I do in therapy, all of my coaching work, all of my self work that I do to help kind of slow things down and get really grounded and really rooted in who I am and all of that You know, all of that other chatter that a lot of us have going on in the background. um, I've really worked a lot through therapy to really quiet that. So it feels a lot calmer and it feels a lot more like that presence that I know a lot of people, especially executives and especially people in leadership positions strive for is how do I bring that calming presence? So for me, if I were to talk about what is the legacy of leadership, it's how we show up and how we're remembered each day while we're still here, not long after we're gone. The second question is, we are inspired by leaders in personal and professional lives. Please share an example from the legacy of your most favorite leader. And this is tough because I have come across many great leaders in my life. And I think, ironically, the legacy that leaders that have impacted me in my life that have left with me is that Even in difficult situations, they are able to maintain that presence and they are able to be that, um, be that captain when the winds are blowing and you're out at sea and the sails are just flapping and you have no idea where you're going. You can't see, are they that light? Are they that calming presence in that, in the middle of that storm? So my favorite leaders have always had that presence that you just feel better when you are around them and they can help calm and ease your fears and help also help you identify maybe where you're headed. And that's through mentorships. I've had a couple of great leader mentors over the years that have helped me just see through the clouds, see what my own compass is and help me understand, again, what kind of impact I want to make. And for me, that's been extremely inspiring to be able to sit down with an executive or somebody who, you know, I I want to learn from or that I want to, um, you know, emulate maybe in some way that understanding that, first of all, they have compassion and they're able to provide that space for me to be vulnerable and to help guide me in those times when maybe things were really tough and I couldn't see through the clouds and maybe giving trust and giving me that confidence that I need to continue to kind of keep seeking or to kind of continue to push forward or reflect internally and do some really hard work. I would I would say one of my greatest examples of a legacy that a leader has left me is actually my therapist. I mean, she has really been there for me um, and helped hold that space for many years as I've just been trying to develop my own sense of self. And as I've tried to cultivate that belonging and healing a lot of that internal trauma that I have. So I think there's a lot of great leaders that I have come in contact over the years and they've definitely impacted my life in personal and professional ways. So the next question is, what are the benefits of creating a leadership legacy? And going back to how I framed this earlier, with the first question is to me, legacy is how am I impacting people on a daily basis? Am I making their lives better? Am I bringing that sense of calm? So the benefits of that are, I can make an impact while I'm still here. I'm not trying to, you know, create this legacy for myself that after I'm, you know, I'm dead that people will remember me. I want them to remember me now. And I want them to have that impact now. And I want to do whatever I can to bring some of that calm and some of that healing energy to people so that my legacy can, again, be more like that living legacy and not, you know, so worried about like how long is that legacy going to live? I've, I'm i a strong believer in the ripple effect. So I feel like the more we can start to impact one another, that will start to, to ripple out. And that impact that you had on that one person might multiply to 50, a hundred, a 1, thousand. You will never know. And this is where my rub comes with legacy is I believe you will really, truly never know your impact, your legacy, because there's no way to, to know exactly who you're impacting. I know that there've been many people in my life who I've never maybe told, but who have had an impact on me and they never knew like what legacy they were leaving with me. Um, they never knew what impact they truly had on me. Um, but that's kind of the beauty and the gift I think in legacy is that we can create that and having more of this servant mindset and not driven by ego, not, you know, I need to write a thousand books and I need to have my name up on plaques and I need to get to this title and have all this control. It's more about how can I impact people on a daily basis and knowing full well that I will never fully understand the true impact of my legacy and that's okay. Um the next question is please share a few tips on how we can transform our leadership legacy. Well, I think you know by starting, you know for starters if you haven't you know put the dots together yet, I'm saying you focus on just the impact that you can make on a daily basis. Don't think about 20 30 years from now, don't think about after I'm gone. A lot of that to me feels more ego driven or there's some part in there that wants some kind of recognition. In my therapy work, if I have a part like that coming up that wants that recognition or wants or it has that grasping energy in Buddhism they call that a lot that grasping energy of I need to have this thing and I need to make sure that my name is on this, you know, book or this this wall or this building. I would turn towards that and ask myself, what is it that I'm looking for? What am I missing? What do I need to be healed? So Ways that we can transform our leadership legacy is develop a, a curiosity practice with yourself and start paying attention and noticing if you have those really strong urges to want to you know have a certain title or have this certain thing, that might be an opportunity for some healing work that you can do internally. Um, so I, I tips I would give people is really stop and start developing that practice so that you can start understanding a little bit more and a little bit deeper what's going on for you internally and what, because a lot of times for me, that grasping I've noticed and that desire of, oh, you know, in 30 years, I want to have this, you know, I want to be like Brene Brown, let's say. For me, that indicates to me that there's something going on internally that doesn't feel seen, that doesn't feel like it has a voice. So how can I give myself more of that voice? I feel like for me, what's worked a lot with therapy is just turning towards it. And just, again, being really present with it, even if a lot of times it's a really painful feeling or it's, you know, an exiled trauma that I have that I've kind of tried to put up walls around so that I didn't want to kind of face it, turn towards it and start developing that practice. For me, that has been a really big game changer as far as, you know, how I view my own life and how I've been able to transform the way I look at legacy. So, list some of the key distractions in our leadership journey. This is great because I think about this a lot. And I think that especially in corporations, especially in companies, we are really focused on the leadership journey being defined by a title or by a set of indicators that does not indicate whether you are actually a true leader. Um, I know a lot of people i've I've seen, worked with a lot of you know people in leadership positions that weren't really good at leading at all. Like they were the, the captain on the ship. When the storm's coming, they completely come undone or they, you know, maybe jump ship, right. And leave you, or they start blaming, um, they start reacting and getting really upset. All of those little moments are an opportunity for you as a leader to turn towards yourself and say, Hey, how am I showing up? What's coming up for me? what can I do differently? So I think there's a lot of distractions. People get distracted with money. People get distracted with title and just wanting to have, I think at the root of it, what I see is like people want to have an impact. I think people genuinely want to impact people's lives. I think sometimes it can get hijacked and a little distorted when we allow that impact or that desire to come from where that trauma wounded place Versus the place of service of how, again, can I impact people on a daily basis and how am I showing up? How am I impacting people? How how do I want people to leave me? That legacy ends the minute that conversation is done or that role is finished and you move on to your next role. That legacy is constantly being defined and we don't need to wait until there's some pinnacle or some milestone that we hit something that we can do every single day. So I think a lot of the distractions, to be perfectly honest, comes from within and just our lack of or our lack of desire to want to really understand ourselves and do the hard work. Um, It's actually one of the reasons why I've, you know, decided to become a coach and love working with people because for me, it's all about helping people identify those trailheads, helping people identify those things that come up and that are maybe holding us back or maybe are getting in the way and keeping us stuck. Um, All of those things are distractions and come up a lot for us. And as you start to quiet the noise and as you start to discover those trailheads, you'll see how we might be putting up roadblocks in front of ourselves. And we might be doing a lot of these things ourselves, but we might be perceiving it as, you know, some other external influence. Um, so, you know, I think there's distractions all around. And I think if we can shift from being so focused on either a pinnacle or some kind of milestone or title or money or control, how can we start to kind of drop in a little bit more and learn ways that we can govern and manage ourselves better? The next question is, how do you think we can overcome distractions in our leadership journey? So as I was just kind of walking through, I think the, I answered it with the previous question. But develop a ritual and practice for yourself of first of all reflecting, second of all being curious, third of all having courage. I think those are some of the three really key elements for how you overcome a lot of things. But are you first of all reflecting? Are you noticing how you're showing up? How how you're impacting others? How you know, you are even managing a business, are you doing, do you have a reflecting practice that you do on a daily basis or even an hourly basis, whatever that is, are you reflecting and taking that time? And are you being curious with yourself? Do you have a way that you can bring this friendly curiosity to yourself that allows you to explore, to help navigate the feelings and the things and the triggers that come up for you. And by doing those things, I've noticed that this third one kind of falls into place. It builds that courage, that courage to say, okay, this is coming up. I just had a reaction. I noticed that I, you know, yelled or I got really upset or I wanted to close up and avoid and kind of run away. I notice this thing about myself. And I can ask myself, go back to curiosity and say, is that how I want to show up? Is that how I want to really be present in this conversation or this conflict? I think it takes a lot of courage to really give ourselves that space to reflect and be curious and challenge ourselves a little bit to stretch the way that we think, to stretch, to stretch the way that we show up. And it's not about blaming. It's not about, um, you know, finding fault or judgment or shame. It's just about this very open, curious, mindful way of interacting with ourselves. And I feel like this is one of the big things that's missing with leadership. And I've come across some leaders in the past who have gone through some pretty, you know, difficult situations where they had to navigate through um, either discrimination cases or, They've had um, you know, other HR cases raised against them where it really threw them into this sense of like, I don't understand who I am. And I'm now threatened because everything that I thought that I was, I'm I'm not. So for me, the courage comes with being able to put that pause, hit that break, and say, okay, this is what's coming up. What's my opportunity here to learn? What what can I learn from this situation? And again, going back to your compass, really knowing that and understanding, like, where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? And then really being able to stay with that. I think you would be surprised. You know, I I talked about this in a previous episode, but I have a very uh, distinct memory of myself in therapy and going through, you know, processing through some really kind of tough things and feeling in my body, like I just wanted to run. Like I've never had such a distinct, I've never noticed it so distinctly like I did in that moment where it was like everything inside of me was telling me I need to to run away. And I can remember kind of having this dialogue internally with myself saying, it's okay. I know that you want to run away. I know this is painful. I know this doesn't feel good. And think of what you are creating here. By creating that space, you are allowing, even if you pause for a second, Five seconds. You are allowing that space there for things like compassion to take to take the space, empathy, um, understanding, curiosity. So even if things ca- are really really painful, I know that that's where a lot of the courage comes in because it. We don't want to feel that pain. We don't want to experience that discontent. But can we just sit with it? Can we just sit there and be with it? Even even though. You are feeling really, really upset or triggered or like you want f- You just want to fly away. You just want to run away. You want to get away as fast as you can because you don't want to feel that. But the biggest epiphany that came from that experience for me was, Jen, you can't run away from yourself. You just can't. Like even if you run away for that moment, it's still there. Like it's going to come up in another way. It's going to manifest itself in some other way the choice is do I run away or do I stay? And if I stay, I give myself the opportunity to have that healing, to create that space. If I run away, I'm really just almost hitting like a pause saying, okay, we'll be back to that. And sometimes, you know what, anybody who's listening, that's okay too. Like it's not about being perfect all the time. It's not about, you know, blaming yourself or blaming others or wanting to be this perfect version of yourself. It's just about Uh, earlier when I said this new friendlier relationship with yourself, that's what it feels like. It's not this like, well, darn it, Jen, you should have stayed. How dare you not stay? You need to stay that you are making yourself worse. You are, you know, only suppressing that trauma even more by not having that shame and that blame come up. And again, creating, shifting into more of that self-perspective where you can be more understanding, more compassionate, more empathetic and say, yeah, This is tough. It's not easy. And this is really hard. Um, I noticed for me that was probably about three or four years ago, that was a really big turning point for me as far as like how I develop and cultivate this new friendlier relationship. And I also taught myself through all of that too, was like, yeah, you're not nothing happened, right? Like I think we have a lot of fears, especially in, you know, leadership and when we're trying to learn to manage and govern ourselves, is that we're fearful of, we don't know what's going to happen. And now the stance I've taken myself was, is like, well, let's see what happens, right? Like what's the worst that can happen? Um, and by me staying there, I only have benefits, only staying through all that discomfort. Does it provide me benefits? So I think, again, it's about that regulation and management, but a lot of distractions can come up for you. And what I find is for me, at least, a lot of it is actually driven internally. It's my own story. It's my own traumas and wounding. And again, how can I do some of the work to heal some of that wounding to kind of acknowledge, you know, the narrative that's happening so that it gets a little bit quieter so that then I can, again, be more present and be a more effective leader. So we're ending the conversation this week with a quote and we typically do that and this one is by Maya Angelou and it says if you are going to live leave a legacy make a mark on the world that can't be erased. And usually we ask people to discuss and you know talk about how this aligns with your leadership journey and I think it it does. I mean, and again for me it's making a mark on the world that can't be erased because every single life that you touch, every single person that you impact That is being felt by more than just that person. So as they're impacted, they might then go have a conversation with their spouse or have a conversation with their child or have a conversation with the grocery store clerk. And they can leave that mark. And it's almost like fingerprints. I look at it like we're leaving a lot of little fingerprints everywhere that we go. And the marks don't have to be huge. They don't have to be big, you know, huge palm prints. They can be, you know, even a little partial Finger um fingerprint, but are we looking at it like how many of those little marks we want to leave on the world, and those things can't be erased um and the more that we can make those kind of deeper internal marks on ourselves as well as others, those absolutely can't be erased. They can never be erased because that is that transformation that's what leadership is all about. those little things that are left with people. Um, and if you've had that experience, you know what I'm talking about is those little tiny moments or those little tiny marks that people leave on you. They can be really great, profound, transformative marks. They can also be, you know, painful marks, right? And they're all for me like little indicators that go, ah, yes. Either it's a positive, you know, something that I perceive as positive, let's say. And I go, wow, that really impacted me and I, I want to maybe be like that or, oh wow, that really inspired me, so I wanna do something with that. Or if you went through something that you maybe experienced as painful, that can also be a learning. You can say, you know, that happened to me and I learned through that experience that I wanna treat people different and that compassion and empathy is really, really important to me. So I'm gonna use that as an indicator for me for how I wanna treat people going forward. There's all kinds of ways that we can leave a legacy in our mark on the world today in everything that we do. Don't wait until you've reached again your retirement or reached, you know, you've you know crossed over to the other side or whatever. You're you're no longer here. Leave that mark everywhere that you go in everything that you do here now today. And I guarantee you. That will make you a much better leader, and it'll leave the legacy that I think you're intending to leave all right well that's all I got for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this you know different format, trying to mix it up a little bit, but it was a lot of fun kind of talking through and kind of really doing a double click on the legacy of leadership and what that means to me. If you want to follow the conversation like I mentioned in the beginning, go to Twitter every Wednesday at five o 'clock Pacific and type in hashtag leaders chat. And I'll leave links and everything in the show notes as well for you to be able to get to it as well. But join the conversation. Come join our community of people, talk about, you know, leadership and what leadership means to you and how leadership has impacted you. we love to learn from, you know, all types of people in all industries and, um, everybody's welcome. So we look forward to seeing you there. And again, if you like this conversation, if you want to connect with me, you can reach me at www.com coachwithinsight.com. And I'll see you next week.